Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the French Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe here in Lourdes, France. We're so happy to be here. Robert Hutton joining me again as as co-host. And excited today. That's right. Now, the one thing I haven't found here as I've been looking through the, the bakeries is I haven't found any angel food cake. It's one of we my favorites. But we have found somebody that knows a lot about angels. I That's was talking right. to this priest earlier, and he just, I mean, I'm amazed because I've always been fascinated with well, angels. Well, there was a priest named Father George who we've come to know and love here on this pilgrimage who, who called him Angel Priest. Right, or Father Angel. <laughs> That's right, so. Father Angel. So we have got Father Angel here. It's Father Joseph Doyle. He's a Josephite priest. That's the Society of St. Joseph. And you uh, hail from New Orleans. Is that right? Originally from Baltimore, but I've ah. been in New Orleans for the past 25 years. That's right. And you're also a, a member of the Opus Sanctorum Angelorum. Correct. Yeah. I have been for 25 years. That's the work of the Holy Angels. Yeah, that sounds all fancy and everything. That is nice. it, it's a nice name, has a nice ring to it. But obviously, we see Angelorum, right? Holy Angels are in Correct. There. So tell us, what what is that society about? We uh, promote, of course, the work of the angels and how they can help us in our spiritual life as well as promoting the sanctification of priests. One thing that we do, at least in New Orleans, it's once a month, is have a devotion called the Passio Domini. And this is a devotion that occurs late in the evening. And we place ourselves in the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus and his apostles. And it's a two- to three-hour devotion whereby we have adoration, confessions, and Holy Mass. And the whole purpose is to take advantage of this time to talk about the angels and their work, but also to pray for priests. And it's amazing. This is going on all around the world every Thursday night. It continues on Friday from 12 to 3. So it's a very special time of holiness. You know, Father, one thing, when I think about the work of angels, I always think of that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, where Clarence comes That's back right. to earth and he had, uh, like, lived in the 1800s and died mm-hmm. and became an angel. Well, you know what? That, that brings up a good point, Robert. We have the angel priest here, Father right. Angel. And so what we want to do is maybe focus a show uh, on maybe just sort of not necessarily dispelling all the myths, but just talk about angels. A lot of people don't have a great understanding. In fact, the Hollywood would tell us that when a person dies, if they're good, they become an angel. Is that true, Father? No, it's not true. No. Well, but it's I, so sad. Now, hold on now, because you just yeah. broke the hearts of all these moms. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's especially true. I hate to say it, but when a little baby dies, you know, there's a lot of talk about now we have an angel in heaven. No, you have a soul in right. heaven, uh, a saintly soul. That, that little baby has gone right up into the arms of Jesus who said, let the little children come to me. But that soul does not become an angel. The angels were created in the beginning. Uh, Two-thirds of them decided to uh, remain in heaven by their loyalty and obedience to God and accepting the whole, what we would call the doctrine of the incarnation. One-third of them did not. They said, we will not serve. They followed their leader, Lucifer, who came from one of the higher choirs of angels. And God called upon somebody from a lower choir, from the archangels, and that was Michael. And he and his angels drove out the evil ones. All of this was before Adam and Eve. 
So the the, the devil then actually is, was an angel. Oh, absolutely, and and we we don't like to give him credit by saying <laughs> okay. a fallen angel. He's a yeah. he's, he's a devil. Right. He's a devil. Exactly. Now you said a lot of different words that we want to kind of I'm slow sorry. down, sure. and we okay. want to go back a little okay. bit. You said the word choir. Yes. And we a lower choir. We have upper choirs and lower choirs. We do. What is the choir of angels? We now again, yes. I think Hollywood seen, yeah. and, and Christmas yeah. cards would show yes. a choir of angels is literally a, a group of angels with wings Correct. singing. And harps. Have to That's have right. Harps, that, right, but the point is they all have the little songbooks and they're all singing Silent Night, right? That's what yes. a choir of angels is. Now, let's let's help understand what it truly is in the eyes of the church and how we how we understand angels. There was um Someone called Pseudo Dionysius, who gave this kind of a, um, an order to what we call the choirs or groups of angels, beginning with the highest, with the seraphim. And, and the, the, there are triads, three triads. And the first triad is really an adoration. Uh, they're, they're heavenly, these are heavenly beings, and they don't need uh, harps or trumpets. Not in heaven. All they need is a praise that comes from their being, right. the way God created them, their obedience, their service. Um, and so what do they so do? So you them? have the, the, the highest choir worshiping. Angels help us to adore him. You behold him face to face is one of the hymns that we right. have. And they do. Uh, all of the angels behold God face to face. Jesus said that in the gospel. Don't do anything to the little ones because their angels behold the heavenly Father's face. So we have respect for each and every choir, each and every grouping. The higher group will teach us how to worship. Then the, the middle triad, uh, St. Thomas taught that uh, th- these angels have I don't want to say control, but a relationship with things like creation, with the weather, with uh, all kinds of things that are under, are, are outside of our control. Right. Then the lower third deal with human beings. For example, God chooses the seven, one of the seven archangels to do a special message. The these angels are messengers. These are the angels in the trenches here. These, this well, the, the lowest are the ones we have. <laughs> you know, every now and then I hear somebody tell me they have a, uh, an archangel for a guardian angel. Maybe it's an angel that sort of works for an, uh, an archangel. Right. That could be. It, it gets very involved, but the point is they don't have wings. They're messengers. They can appear if someone thinks of angels and they think in terms of a creature with wings, yes, they can appear that way. But ordinarily, uh, they, they appear, they're messengers of light. They appear with light. Now, sometimes they will appear in disguise as well, and even in the form of human beings. Like with Abraham. Were there three angels that appeared to Abraham? That's right. That's right. And often in Scripture we hear, an angel of the Lord said, or so we know that angels have always interacted throughout salvation history with us. Now, here's the question, though, we get all the time. Do angels still interact with us? Of course they do. They are with us from the first moment of our life when we are created, and they stay with us, assigned by God to be with us for all eternity. God does not recycle angels. Some people think, you know, you go to heaven, okay, he's going to give this angel another job. No. For all eternity, that angel will be with us. So an angel is assigned to a person when the person yes. is born or when the person's conceived? Conceived. And then that angel is a, sort of a friend or a co-worker a with that companion. person? A companion, yes. For all Fra- eternity? Yes, that's right. 
they are with us here on this earth. Now, how do we how do we how do we know them? How do we come to know them in a way that God would want us to experience this angel? Simply by prayer. And the best way is to say that that prayer that we learned as children, the uh, angel of God, my guardian, dear, you know, say that early in the morning when you get up and and frequently during the day, say the St. Michael prayer. Um, the, the angels are anxious to help us, but they have to be asked. Can they help us, Father? Like if we're struggling with temptation, I mean, do you like, oh, call on the angel to help? Or? Yes. That's what I, I say, the uh, St. Michael prayer in a case like that. Yeah. And, and the next thing you know it, the, the devil will leave you alone for a while, just as he did Jesus. You know, in the, after the, the temptation in the desert, the devil left him for a while. Now, we brought the devil back into the conversation yes. here. Um, does and we and you, we see all these angels that God assigns to us. Yes. Right. Well, does the devil have helpers? Is he all by himself? Oh no, no, he has plenty of helpers. You figure from that one third of the angels that fell, and we're assigning numbers. Right. These are beings. Okay. But we say one third fell with Satan, with Lucifer. All right. So just like, and they were from all the choirs also. There are higher beings of devils, just as there are higher beings of angels. Now, I'm not an expert in this, but I've talked to some people who've been involved in the satanic, uh, satanic worship, occult, and so And they'll tell you, because they're involved in conjuring up evil spirits. And sometimes they get in overhead. And they, instead of getting what we might call a, a, a little angel from the lower choirs, some higher evil spirit will come about. And those higher choir angels are more powerful angels? Yes, they are. Right. Well, what kind of powers do they have? That's another question people get. Can they, can they move mountains and can they... Do we we always wonder how much do they interact with, with the world and creation and what kind of power does an angel have? Plenty of power. Plenty of power. It depends on your faith and your belief. But we can call upon the angels not to move mountains, but um, let, let's say when uh, a hurricane is coming and enough people get together and pray and maybe have a mass said, and you ask Our Lady, Queen of the Angels, and all of the angels in those particular choirs that sort of rule over the elements, things can change. You know, Father, that reminds me, because I always used to ask, well, why does God, you know, use angels or need angels? And, you know, what a priest explained to me is that God loves to work through his creation. That's right. So just like he likes us to work to do good things, he created these spiritual beings, and it pleases him for, you know, like why it was Mary, it was an an angel that announced the gospel um, to Mary. It's because he likes to use his angels to work in creation Mm -hmm. in all kinds of ways, in the physical world. Um, cause you know, I've had a lot of people say, well, why does God need angels? Well, I guess God doesn't need anybody. Does he follow no, but, but he like, but he likes to use them to, right. uh, to do things with in the universe. Yes. Our, our God is a God of order. And, and so, uh, in heaven and on earth, there has to be order. We know there's no peace without order. And I, I think that works in the heavenly realms as well. And because we are involved in the incarnation, uh, then God is going to use spiritual beings to help us to draw closer to himself. 
That's all great. We have more to talk about angels, lots more questions to ask about them, help clarify things about okay. angels here with, uh, with our, our father angel, right, Father Joseph Doyle. And we'll be back with Father Joseph in just one second. Before we do that, I want to remind everyone at home we have a great website. It's www.thecatholiccafe.com. And if you want to find out more about this topic and, and other topics related to our Catholic faith, there's lots of links there that you can search and, and find out more good stuff. Uh, but also, I would like to hear from you. I'd like you to send me an email. If you want to do so, you can do that at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so, with that and with the help of the angels, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. The beginning of this famous prayer to St. Michael the Archangel calls this blessed angel to action against the evil that besets the faithful on earth. Pope Leo XIII first ordered the prayer of St. Michael to be said after every Mass throughout the Roman Rite in the 1880s. It is said that Pope Leo had a prophetic vision one particular day after saying Mass. He was permitted to see the great evil of the coming century, the great wars that were to tear at the heart of Christian Europe and the terrible persecutions the Christian faithful were to suffer. The late Holy Father turned to St. Michael the Archangel for help and protection. St. Michael has long been known as God's defender against the evil one. All throughout Holy Scripture, St. Michael had been called to marshal the heavenly host to come to the defense of the faithful. In the Old Testament, Michael is described as the defender of Israel. In the book of Daniel, Michael is the guardian of God's people. It reads, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. In the New Testament, Michael is depicted as waging war against evil. The book of Revelation says, And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. Scripture reminds us that St. Michael is our great protector in the spiritual struggle between good and evil. After the Second Vatican Council, the St. Michael prayer was no longer required to be said after Mass, but Pope John Paul II still encouraged all the faithful to pray for St. Michael's help. He said, I ask everyone not to forget it and to recite it to obtain help in the battle against forces of darkness. Pope Benedict XVI describes St. Michael as the protector of man's very understanding of God. Benedict said St. Michael defends the cause of God's oneness against the presumption of the dragon, the ancient serpent, as John calls it. The serpent's continuous effort is to make men believe that God must disappear so that they themselves may become important, that God impedes our freedom, and therefore that we must rid ourselves of him. All throughout the world, there are great shrines and churches dedicated to St. Michael. Many countries around the globe count him as their special patron and defender. St. Michael's Feast Day is September 29th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we're back in the luxurious corner booth, made so luxurious by the presence of the angels. And Lots of, of course, them in here. Dude. That's right. Exactly right. All the seats are filled in our cafe with angels, and we're so happy to have Father Joseph Doyle here sharing this information about angels and opening our eyes to maybe something we, that has been veiled for so long. People don't pay attention. Although the church has always taught this, this has kind of fallen out of maybe understanding, and so we we start believing the Hollywood stories, and we start getting misperceptions, but... Tell us a little bit about what, uh, Father Doyle, you, what, what these angels do. And you were, you were mentioning that there, there's some angels that are good for this and some angels are good for that, 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 that either certain angels or there's angels assigned for certain groups. How does that work? One thing that they do is help us in time of temptation. And I just saw a waiter go by with a piece of devil food cake. And, oh, I, and I, said, I had to call on my angel to <laughs> get, help me resist that. But uh, they do help us in time of temptation. They help us in so many ways. They are actually agents of the Holy Spirit. So they can help us with the gifts, the fruits of the Holy Spirit to develop a closer relationship with the Spirit. Of course, they are spirits and the Holy Spirit. So they work together. Right. So we can call upon the angels when we need advice. Uh, they, they know what God's plan is for us. They know that. And that's why they were put here to lead us back. The, the image of the angel holding the hand of a child. Now, there's one that's, uh, that's not so good. That's the famous picture of an angel looking over two children on a bridge. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. just not correct. There should have been two angels. angels there. But anyhow, that's the kind of thing that they do. They watch over us. They protect us. They defend us. They uh, help us to understand God's will for us. So but are there, are, yeah. there, are there angels that are like, that are like focused on uh, certain causes or certain yeah. needs, like, like the angels that are focused on, on families and family life? Or how does yes. that work? Yes, there are. Uh, there's an angel over every house and family. There's an angel over every parish. There's an angel over every diocese, country. Uh, they all have angels protecting them, leading and guiding them, but people have to ask for direction. Now, you say that, and that's the second time you've said that, and I uh-huh. want to be clear on this. This is an important thing. A lot of times we don't realize that those angels are there. And you say no. well, through prayer and, and, and discernment and uh, discernment of spirits, I guess, and just where you're really inviting the Holy Spirit into your life and you're prayerful, yes. that those angels then take a more practical and active role in your life. They, they do, and you will see that. The more you invite them into your life to be a part of your life, the more aware of their presence you will be. So, Father, there must be yeah. millions and millions. If every person's had a guardian angel. And, yes. Well, I guess if there are millions and millions of people that God's created, he created millions and millions of angels. Right. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have, uh, is, this, is there a list somewhere? That's no. the question. Uh-huh. No, see. and that, that brings up another topic. For a list, you have to have names. There are people who uh, want to have a name for their angel. It's better not to get involved in that. You don't have to name your angel. It's better to say holy angel when you speak to your guardian angel rather than to give it a name or to ask someone for a name. That sounds good. That's a good thing because you never know who's going to answer if you're asking things. Is that what you're getting at? That's exactly what I'm getting at. Because there's times where we can sort of... Well, maybe uh, harmlessly at first, but it, it can lead to very harmful things in our spiritual life by starting yes. to, to dwell on or delve into things that right. we do not know. That's, that's very true. We have to accept the mystery in so many things in life. And uh, in the work of the holy angels, it's the same way. It's the, it's the mystery of how God creates and uses spiritual beings to help us who, who are corporeal. 
Well, now, Father, I know we've had like we're in Lourdes, which is a mm-hmm. famous apparition of the Blessed Mother. Have angels appeared to people before? Have there been apparitions of angels like the like there have been apparitions apparitions oh. of the Blessed Mother in history? Oh. oh, yes, there are some saints who literally saw their angel and the angels of other people. Uh, the saints have been gifted that way, uh, and very holy people who've had not just visions, but um, uh, we could say that they actually took dictation from what the angel told them about heavenly mysteries. We know, I remember when going to, there was a cave in Italy we went to yeah, that apparently St. Michael. St. Francis made a pilgrimage to, and he wouldn't go in because he said the place was too holy because uh, apparently yeah. one of the angels, was it St. Michael? It was St. Michael. Appeared in that cave? Or? Yes, there were very few apparitions of St. Michael. One is in, uh, in Italy. There was another in Mexico. Uh, San Miguel del Milagro, uh, where the Archangel Michael appeared. There, uh, I'm not sure about San Michel here in, in France. It was named after St. Michael. Also off, the, uh, uh, off of Cornwall, there's another Mount St. Michael. So there are different places where people feel that the, the presence of St. Michael or any other angel uh, was there. Now, I know that uh, you're telling us a lot of very interesting information, and I'm, I imagine you're not making this up, right? <laughs> no, I would, no, because one thing the angels promote is the truth. Amen. Just the opposite of the fallen angels. Very Well, those, that's, that's very good. That's yes. very good. Okay, so, uh, but a lot of people will wonder, well, where are we getting all this information from? Because... You'll, if we look at Scripture, there's many things about the angels there. Yes. And sometimes we, we, we glance over certain things and don't realize the angels' roles in all of those different things. But, and I know that Scripture mentions a few angel names. We've, we've mentioned some of them here, Raphael, mm-hmm. and we've mentioned uh, Gabriel, and we've mentioned Michael. Uh, Michael, of course. But are there other angels named in, in Scriptures anywhere or um, in other texts that we... Or where not, do you get all this information from? Not in Scripture for the archangels, for example. Uh, fallen angels are mentioned in Scripture. Right. Uh, but we believe there were seven, literally seven archangels. Scripture mentions three. You can go to certain churches around the world where you will see statues and names of the other four. Oh, but okay. in, in, our, in the work of the holy angels, we don't refer to them. I understood. But, now, do you think that's, that number seven has something to do with the biblical number of seven, that sort of completion, or do you think that's just we just well, found that number somewhere? I'm no, just wondering where this information comes from. Yes, from, we, that comes from the book of Revelation. So, you, you know, you have to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and pick out certain insights about the holy angels. Put it together. There are books written. Unfortunately, in the seminary, I never had a course in angelology right. or demonology. So uh, I continue to study and read and, and try to find out as much well, as and I that's can. Well, that's the thing I want to get to, to yes. the heart of is, that, again, when people will start telling you all these things about angels and you'll read yes. books and you, you consider the source here. Because yes. if, if it's not specifically spelled out in something right. that we all recognize, like sacred scripture, yes. then we have to understand that we want to make sure that things come from the heart of the church. Yes. Right? From the teaching, the magisterium, and, and just the, 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 the doctrines and the dogma and mm-hmm. the, that which has been uh, revealed to us, uh, you know, by God. And that's we want to make sure that's coming from there so that people don't fall into the trap of believing things about angels that aren't necessarily right. true. And, and Deacon Jeff, as we know, there are a lot of things that are referenced in Scripture that may not be literally spelled out. Amen. It's like right. Trinity. The word Trinity is not in there, right. but it's implied. Because doesn't St. Paul talk about thrones and principalities? And yes, dominions? he does. He does. So those are references in sacred yes. Scripture to the different 
choirs of angels. That's correct. And so we, we leave it to, we, we, we leave it to folks like you, right? The, the learned uh, angel experts among us to help us understand more about but angels. Well, I think if they would like to read more about the angels, they can always go uh, to the website of the work of the holy angels. Uh, just that's simply it: work of the holy angels or Opus Sanctorum Angelorum. Oh, so if we just Google yes. that, we're going to find that. You will find it. What's on that website? What are the kind of things that we'd find out? I mean, is it- you will find uh, DVDs, uh, CDs, books, pamphlets, prayers. Uh, all, all of this will be available from the headquarters in Detroit. Awesome. And, mm-hmm. and Father, and Jesus himself talked about children having angels. Yes, right? he did. So, I mean, that's a reference to guardian angels in sacred scripture. And then yeah. we had the angel appear to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. Bringing that chalice of strength. And we know in the book of Revelation that the angels are, God's judgment is exercised through the angels that are yes. sent to, or the angel, even the Old Testament, with the angel of death passing over and executing judgment in, in, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my favorite references is when the angel ministers to Jesus after, after his 40 days in yes. the desert, right? And well, the angels came and ministered. To that's him. right. And the word yes. minister in, in the Greek is diakonos, right? Yes. Which is deacon. Yeah, I deacon. love that we connection. We know deacon Jeff. <laughs> I just take every yeah. opportunity, Father. You have Good to give for me you. that. It's my show, right? I can it's do fine. that, right? You can. Yeah, so I guess that what we see is that Scripture references them in, in, our, in our church. We've basically sort of studied that and created a theology yes. looking at what we've learned from Scripture and from tradition from both the Old and mm-hmm. New Testaments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, another question people have sometimes is why do, you, why do we call... Uh, well, you know, we pick a confirmation name, right? A, a patron, a, a saint, yes. right? Yes. And so why do we, well, well, we can pick angels too, right? We can yes, pick St. Michael. Yes, and why do can. we put the word saint in front of, because usually we would all have this picture of a saint being someone who lived in the world and then uh, died and is in heaven and, in, and we can, they can intercede for us or on behalf mm-hmm. of us. And mm-hmm. so we see St. Michael. Right, and some people think, well, wasn't he an angel? How can how can be a saint? Too? Well, we we don't want to confuse that with canonized saints, right? And and you can even take someone from the Old Testament, like David, uh, who is considered a saint, and and you can use that name in confirmation or baptism. So, we're we're saying that people and uh, creatures, the angels are creatures, and God created them. Some failed the test, others did not, and so they are holy. And, uh, and that's what a saint means, someone right. who is holy. So the angels are uh, the holiest of the holy. Right. And that's where, again, we get the, uh, the opus sanctorum angelorum and the yes. work of the holy angels. And so, again, that's why that word saint would be on the front. of. And it's beautiful to have parishes that are, uh, that are named for St. Michael the Archangel. Right. And, uh, and, and I guess it reminds us that we, we, need to, we need to call upon the angels. We need their help. Yes, we do, especially nowadays. Father, they have to yeah. respect our free will, too, right? Yes, it, they do. They Absolutely. can't interfere with us. If we choose no. bad, they can't stop us. That's and, right. But, that's but they right. can assist us when we call on them yes. to give us strength. Yes, when we try mm-hmm. to pick ourselves back up. Mm-hmm. Well, Father Doyle, thank you so much for, for taking oh, this time quite to, welcome. to open I've our I've enjoyed eyes. Uh, being here in the cafe with you. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Well, you know what? If you could lead us in a prayer sure. to close out. Surely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for the gift of the holy angels. We thank you for our individual guardian angel who has been with us from the first moment of our existence and will be with us forever. May this holy angel, our companion, lead us by the hand to a deeper relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.